This is part three of my interview with Darren Petzad on Forum Nation. You know, what we're experiencing, the trauma that we're experiencing at GSER is 500 folds for the field. Many of the activists are actually being targeted by the administration um, and by the anti-immigrant forces that are very powerful and very strong because their funders have over the years invested big, invested long, invested flexibly in their development. And so that is why they have been able to implement so many policy changes so quickly because for decades they have been building a playbook. And um, when the opportunity came, they were ready with that. This is our vision for America. And uh, we also need to be doing that so that when our opportunity comes, we are ready. Um, In the meantime, we have to fight at the rapid response level, think midterm, and really invest in the long term. And the field doesn't have the capacity for that right now. Right, and it needs to, because it's not going to just, even if there's um, an election that will change something, it's not like overnight everything will go back to the way it was, right? Absolutely. It's it's long-term work to move back forward again, Mm -hmm. right? Yes, and actually, you know, a lot of what's happening now, immigration is not a partisan issue. It really transcends partisanship. So some of the the policies actually built on the 1996 laws that were put in place under a Democratic administration and and expanded upon. So you announced um, recently that you're stepping down at the end of the year from GSER um, after 22 years there, right? I just celebrated my 21 years. years. Yes, it's adulting time. (laughs) (laughs) You've become an adult. Exactly. So so talk, can you share with me a bit, uh, I know we've talked before a little about this, um, um, why you think this is the right time to step down? Yeah, you know, when you hit double digits (laughs) in your tenure, in any job, right, you start thinking about how do I create room for new leadership, etc. But um, the attacks on immigrants have actually preceded this administration. We've been volatility for a very long time. We, you know, the field honestly has been in rapid response probably since the 1986 immigration law. You know, sometimes the rapid response is for the good, for positive. So say for the DACA program more recently. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for me, the time has never been... For me, I've sought alignment between what my personal professional goals are and where GSER is at in its stage of development. And those two have never aligned until I think now, because we have, despite the challenges over the past three years, we now have an amazing board, not that we didn't before, but we have an amazing board, an amazing staff, very strong programs and and solid finances all at the same time, you yeah, know, which yeah. is really hard for an organization yeah. to achieve. Kudos to you for that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, definitely a team effort. 
Um, and I also actually think the 2020 election is a good time to welcome new leadership. And, and I'm not saying I want to leave because it's going to be hard, another hard four years, regardless of the right. election outcomes. Um, I actually feel like I have several years left in me for this work, but I don't want to leave depleted. And I don't want to be a disservice to GSER, to the immigrant rights movement, to PSO mm -hmm. sector, etc. So I want to be able to leave when I can help facilitate the new leader's um, ability to take this to the next cha chapter. And, um, and things are so up in the air right now that, you know, we're a little bit in um, holding patterns, not a right, the right word, but um, there's so much uncertainty that um, we really do have to wait until after the elections to kind of see what opportunities there are. That doesn't mean we don't have a long-term affirmative vision of this country for this country, um, but um, it does mean that the new leader has the opportunity to come in when there's more knowledge about what the situation will yeah. be and be able to make those decisions about how GSER is going to lead going forward. Right. How are we going to support the field? How are we going to engage with our partners um, and so forth? And so that's why I feel like the timing's perfect for mm. new vision, new energy, new leadership uh, to come in. And you're going to need a lot of all of that right. in the coming years to your point about regardless of the election outcomes, mm -hmm. it's, it's going to be a long, long road ahead. Well, it's really thoughtful that, you know, you, clearly you put a lot of thought into this. So, you know, kudos to you for that. Um, and I know that next year you plan to at least for a year live in Thailand, which sounds exciting. <laughs> and I have, I know you're um, also an avid surfer and that you planned mm -hmm. a lot of that in Thailand. And I, um, I've known you for a number of years. I didn't know about this, the, you were a surfer until more recently. Um, so I just would love to know what it is, how long you've been surfing and what is it about surfing that really appeals to you? I've never, I've never been on a surfboard in my life. So I'm really well, interested. You have to try. <laughs> it's actually a really interesting story. So, um, you know, I actually was legally blind and for, yes, what? until about five years ago. Um, and, you know, I'm of course functional with contacts and, you know, uh, glasses uh -huh. and so forth, but I can only see really about an inch in front of me. I did not know that about Yeah, uh, and um, so water sports was really off limits because if I lost my contacts, I yeah. would panic and I would drown <laughs> and perish. We don't want that. No, 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 no that is not uh, <laughs> a good way to go. Um, but so when they removed the cataracts, they put in new lenses resulting in 2040 vision for me. Wow. And when I had this new vision, it was just a whole new world. I, yeah, I, I can only imagine. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, before when I 
you know, I love the water, so I would go snorkeling and I would get the strongest prescription goggles possible. And I could only see a vague shape or, or the colors, but that was good enough for me. Okay. You know, like yeah. I still yeah. enjoyed it. I could tell it's it's a fish. A fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I couldn't really see much more than you know, it's like a watercolor yeah. painting or something, an impressionist painting. That's how um, the ocean looked to me uh, before. Yeah. And so, you know, when I had my new eyes, I went to went snorkeling and I also kayaked before, so I did that. And then I was like, wow, this is really boring. <laughs> I have new eyes now. I, I can try something different and yeah. new. Yeah. So I was like, I want to try surfing. And I just fell in love with it. And um, mm. I actually had the worst possible instructor. Um, <laughs> there was no land lesson. We just went out and I was like, how do I do this? And he's like, when a wave comes, just get on. And I was like, I don't know how. And um, he was like, I just want to see how you do it. And then later on, I'll teach you. And so he's like, go and I somehow got on the board and I rode the wave and I was approaching the beach and I'm like holy moly he didn't tell me how to get off you know so I just jumped off um and quickly cut my foot on coral because I didn't know um but um, that aside, I caught the bug. <laughs> well, yeah, and for your first time even doing it, that you even got that far. I mean, right. up, even though you know how to get off it, just getting up on it. Exactly. It like maybe it was a, you were natural for it or something. Yeah, I think, um, well, many of you listening will know that I'm only five feet tall. So the center of gravity <laughs> okay. is, is pretty low. So, so I think there's a, finally an advantage in my stature. Um, but the reason I love surfing so much and uh, and windsurfing as well is because you must completely focus when you're out there or you're going to get injured you know like yeah. if you're thinking about work you're thinking about you know the future of our country <laughs> uh, the attacks on our democracy and a wave comes and you're not ready for it you're going to get slam and, um, and even when you're ready you might get slammed so <laughs> right. It, right. they are both sports that require a significant amount of um, a focus and windsurfing you have the water element you have the wind you have to manage your sail you've got to figure out you know how to turn and if there's a gust so it is a complete focus and it really has been my savior these past three years because when I'm out there on the water I forget about all things immigration. Yeah. I forget about the ex existential questions about the future of our democracy. <laughs> right. Um, right. I forget about right. grant reports yeah. <laughs> um, and so on. Um, yeah. And so that's why yeah. I love it so much. Yeah, that makes, yeah, just completely focused on the task at hand. It and is like meditation, it's a form of meditation. Right, right, so. right, wow. That's so cool. you're gonna try it, Dave. Well, um, if you getting you I, on if, record. Yeah, if we ever are near the waves together, um, I will. You can. I will take you up on you um, giving me a lesson. Um, but I, I'm, we'll see. 
Um, so what other than surfing in Thailand do you plan to do when you, you know, when you leave G-Sur? Other I really plan to lead a more sustainable pace of life, you know, significantly reduce stress. And, uh, and of course, um, not having become independently wealthy as a PSO leader. Um, <laughs> no, I, you haven't. I oh. haven't. It's shocking. Okay. Um, I do want to... Um, Get the lottery? Really? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to play the lottery. Um, I, I do want to take on some, some projects yeah. on a part-time basis, but mm -hmm. really continue to work on issues that align with my values that I'm most passionate about. You know, immigration's one of them, but I am also, um, you know, want to get back to my roots of working on gender justice issues. Uh, racial justice will always be there, and certainly migration, um, climate justice is another one, and I feel like all of those things together um, would be amazing because they are so interconnected, especially when you look at our global society. Um, so, you know, I'm really hoping to be able to uh, do some projects that uh, allow me to be in that intersectional space mm -hmm. of bringing together migration, climate, gender, and race um, into one. Um, but you know what the funny thing is? My daughter gave me my horoscope prediction for 2020. Mm -hmm. And uh, and let me read it. It's, oh. um, if you don't believe in horoscopes, you will after this. So my horoscope prediction for 2020 says, this will be the year that brings peace, calm, and serenity to your batshit crazy life. <laughs> and I'm sorry, you probably have to bleep we might have some to, of that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Excellent. So, Excellent. Yeah. so that's what I'm seeing for, for my future. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So climate justice, I, it doesn't seem to me the philanthropy is anywhere near addressing it enough. Do you? Or am I missing something? No, I don't think so. And, and certainly not connecting it to migration. You know, the influx of Central American refugees is for a multitude of reasons, including climate change. You know, people who are farmers are not able to live off their land anymore. And, you know, in some places um, where the, um, the ocean levels are rising, you know, people are losing their habitat. So, um, so these issues will be intertwined. I think that's an area where we are continuing to see silos, but I'm heartened mm. that our members are actually talking about this. So, mm. you know, oh, we're, we're working good. now on developing um, a new framework for to guide immigrant-related grant making. And in talking to our members, they are thinking about global forces, including climate change, that will increase migration. And, uh, and I talked yesterday with um, Rachel from Environmental Grant Makers Association. Yeah. Their members are looking at migration, you know, as an outcome of, of climate change. And then there's a range of environmental justice issues that disproportionately affect communities of color, mm -hmm. including immigrants um, in the U.S., particularly undocumented immigrants who are fearful of reporting, you know, things like um, hazardous 
waste in their community right. and pesticides right. and, and so on. Well, Darren, thank you so much for being here today. It was just wonderful having you in Forum Nation. It's been, one, I really will just say here, even though I know you're still going to be in your job for, for the rest of this year, um, uh, just been so wonderful getting to know you since I've, um, over the last four, maybe four or five years, we've known each other, six years. You've been just a great leader, great friend, colleague. Um, you uh, have been, it's been wonderful having you as my board chair. And so thank you for that and for your, you know, really positive outlook. Um, and um, a lot of people may not, they got some sense of the today. Maybe your your sense of humor is like um, uh, very um, uh, very appreciated a lot, and um, uh, and I, I don't know where you get that from, but that's really a, a, a great attribute of yours as well. So I think it's part of the immigrant resilience experience. I was wondering <laughs> if it was. It's like you you got either laugh or cry. Is yes. that part of it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, thank you for that, and thank you for being you. Um, we will miss you in, in your role at GSER, but um, I know you'll be back doing something amazing. So, um, so thank you. Thank you so much for having me on Forum Nation. Woohoo! <laughs>